Hey there, Nationals fans, and welcome to the Believe in Nationals podcast. I'm your host, Blake Finney. No guests with us this week, it's just me here to break down the Nationals weekend series with the Philadelphia Phillies and some of the storylines to keep an eye on moving forward. Obviously, this series couldn't have gone a whole lot worse for the Nationals, a four-game sweep at the hands of the Phillies, and apart from a brief lead in the series opener, a lead which the Phillies quickly clawed back thanks to a three-run home run by Alec Bohm, it always felt like the Nationals were behind the eight ball in every game, and never really had a chance to even win a game in this series. In the series opener, the Nats were 5-2 down before a quick two-run rally in the top of the fifth made it 5-4 before the rain hit, and after a couple of hours the umpires called it an official game. Maybe the Nationals would have had a chance in this game if the weather hadn't intervened, but based on how the rest of the series went, it seems unlikely, and maybe even helped the Nationals in their bullpen a little bit that they didn't have to cover the last four or five innings of that game on Thursday night. In the last three games of the series, the Nationals fell behind early in all of them. 4-0 after the first inning and 6-0 after the third inning on Friday, 6-0 after the third inning and 9-0 after the second inning on Saturday, and they were 7-0 down by the fourth inning on Sunday. You can see it on the mound when they give up early runs, their heads drop, lead to more mistakes, and make the hole even deeper, and it wasn't helped by almost no run support in either of those three games. Here's what manager Dave Martinez said after Sunday's 13-1 loss to complete the series sweep. After the first day, which I thought, you know, we played well, we got, you know, a uh, game got cut short because of rain, and then uh, the last, you know, last three games were just not, not fun. I mean, um, you know, we got to pitch better. I mean, you know, I thought we swung the bats okay till, you know, t- till today, but um, um, we just got to, we got to pitch better, man. We got to get some better starting pitching. I mean, we're, we're always behind, and, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's tough, you know, for morale. Uh, you know, we, we do the best we can to keep these guys going, keep them guys positive. As you can see, man, they're playing. You know, they play, but I mean, we're always behind, so uh, we got to start scoring first and, and getting some better starting pitching. I mean, I, I look at it right now. I mean, like I said, we're we're, we're constantly playing catch up, right? So now uh, it all starts, and I've said this before. I said this, you know, for years. You know, it's, it really does start with starting pitching. If our starting pitchers keep us in the ball games, we tend to do pretty good. I mean, we really do. So we we got to have better starting pitching. And like I said, we got to start putting the ball, play hitting the balls, guys on base, uh, just driving in some runs. One of the main problems with the starting pitching that Davey talked about is the performance of Patrick Corbin, which continues to be a lingering problem for this team. In his start on Sunday, Patrick Corbin retired just two Phillies batters, allowing six runs on five hits and two walks, not striking out a single batter. The left-hander surrendered two home runs, one to Reese Hoskins, who hit a home run in every game in this series, and then a three-run shot to Matt Veerling. For the second time in three starts, Corbin failed to make it out of the first inning, putting even more strain on the bullpen that's feeling the workload lately, and meant the Nationals needed to make another dip into the relief carousel recalling Mason Thompson and optioning Jordan Weems, who took the brunt of Corbin's short start on Saturday. Just when you thought it wasn't possible for Corbin's performances to get worse, they have. Following Saturday's awful start, Corbin's ERA rose to 7.02 on the season. Where does that rank among qualified pitchers? You guessed it, last. Almost two full runs higher than the next nearest qualified pitcher, Jose Berrios, at 5.19. If you look at 2021 and 2022 combined, Corbin's ERA is 6.29. Among qualified pitchers, once again, last in the league, still a long way ahead of second last with Jordan Lyles at 4.84. The last time he allowed fewer than four runs was over a month ago on the 4th of July against the Marlins when he lowered his ERA under six down to 5.68. The Nationals have seemingly tried everything in their book to try and fix Corbin and with every outing that he fails to make it deeper into games the more detrimental it's going to be to some of the younger players on the team both in the field and in the bullpen or in the rotation as they have to pick up the slack. Davey was asked about whether the team would consider shifting Corbin to the bullpen at some point in the future to lessen the pressure and potentially get him to work on some things in shorter stints rather than trying to stretch it out over a longer start and find himself again. He's been asked about this before and been stubborn about keeping Corbin in the rotation. This time, though, he seemed a bit more open-minded about a potential switch to the bullpen. Really, I mean, um, can't finish hitters, you know, location, uh, misses. Um, 
you know, it's like I feel, you know, I feel bad. I mean, he's going out there and believe me, he's not trying to, you know, miss his location. He's not trying, he's trying to get outs and uh, he's just not finishing hitters. Um, you know, we'll have some discussions, but I mean, um, I'm, you know, I'll talk to, I'm going to talk to Patrick and uh, just see wh- where he's at, you know, mentally. I mean, he, you know, he says all the right things. I talked to him, you know, he's, he's working on different things. Um, so um, we'll see where we're at in the next few days. His value to us is starting, right? Yeah. I mean, so um, we want to continue to try to f- figure this out. But, you know, at what point, you know, as we all sit back, you know, you're, you're right. At what point do we say, hey, you know, I think, you know, maybe we should just, you know, go in a you know, different direction. But I don't want to make that decision right now. Uh, I want to talk to him. Now I want to see, you know, what's going on, seeing how he's doing, you know, uh, physically and mentally. And then uh, we'll go from there. With Corbin, things might be coming to a head, though both with these two short outings in the last couple of weeks and that the Nationals' top pitching prospect, Cade Cavalli, doesn't appear to be too far away from a call-up. Cavalli had a bumpy start to the season, but since the 11th of May, he's sporting a 2.79 ERA in 12 starts, covering 58 innings. One of the primary concerns for Cavalli, though, has been his control. In those 58 innings, though, he's only walked 20 batters and struck out 6-2, so he finally appears to be reigning in the wildness that he showed with AAA hitters laying off some of the close pitches and working counts, and that's what has him banging on the Major League doors for his debut before the season is over. It's been the case all season, and Davey and Mike Rizzo have talked about it before, that they would like to see Cavalli in the Majors this season when they feel that he's ready, so even if it may start his service time clock, if the Nationals believe he's ready, they'll call him up, and it might at least give fans something exciting to watch the rest of the way. If they do deem him ready, then he could take Corbin's spot in the rotation if they move him to the bullpen. Or if not, Yoan Adon is the other star of note in AAA right now, and I'm not sure if that would help things or not. The final option is to wait for Mackenzie Gore, who could make a handful of starts before the season over, but that's still a little way away, as he's only started throwing and playing catch on Friday, according to Dave Martinez. The other big storyline to come out of this last week or so is the future defensively for Luis Garcia. As we saw again in this series with a throwing error on Sunday, it's been an adventure at shortstop for the 22-year-old, who continues to be one of the worst-rated players in the majors defensively. His minus 13 defensive run saved is tied for the second worst in the majors with Alec Bohm. The only player behind them both is Bobby Witt Jr., who has minus 17 defensive run saved. His 12 errors are tied for fifth worst in the majors, and everyone level or ahead of him has played at least 10 more games, and a few have played almost double the amount of games. Per StatCast, he has a minus 10 outs above average, tied for fourth worst in the majors, and the most among primary shortstops this season. By every measure, it's been a pretty dismal season defensively for Garcia. Based on what we've seen this season, that's why it was a little bit eyebrow-raising this spring when the Nationals said they wanted to try him again at shortstop. Admittedly, it didn't hurt, given the slog that this season was due to be, but at that point, it seemed pretty clear that second base was going to be his future home defensively, as he seemed to have outgrown shortstop, and as we've seen, has a pretty inconsistent arm at the moment. Playing second base can help mitigate some of that with with the shorter throw, less range needed, and some of the shifting playing in there as well. And now, with the acquisition of CJ Abrams in the trade with the San Diego Padres, the Nationals seemingly have their new shortstop of the future. Abrams comes with a solid reputation defensively, and somewhat Trey Turner-esque and uses elite speed to play up in the field, so he projects to be a much better shortstop than Garcia moving forward. Offensively, though, Abrams is still a little raw for the majors, as the Padres saw at the start of the season when they called him up to the big league team. He certainly had exciting flashes, but overall looked a bit overmatched, having rushed through the minor league system at a rapid pace with the Padres. 
that's part of the reason why the Nationals made the decision to start him at AAA for the time being, to get his feet wet with the organisation. But they plan to have him up before the end of the season, based on everything Davey and Mike Rizzo are saying. In a way, it's similar to how they handled Kebert Ruiz when he came over from the Dodgers last season. He started down in AAA, started a bit slow, but then started to heat up at the plate, really got his feet under him in the Nationals organisation, and the Nationals brought him up for the final month of the season. We could see something similar with Abrams coming up to play shortstop for perhaps the final month or so. That means we could see Luis Garcia start to get some more work at second base in the coming games to try and get him reacclimatized to the keystone, which he played for the past two years with the Nationals. Here's what Davey said about what we can expect to see with that moving forward. He's already been over there 10 ground balls. Um, like I said, just in case uh, we do bring up uh, Abrams up here. So um, and he's been taking ground balls over there. And, and all our infielders actually have been taking ground balls uh, throughout the infield now. So it's, it's kind of nice. I want them to move around and just get used to taking ground balls different positions. We're going to have a lot. We're going to have a lot of, you know, hopefully have some guys come up here and, uh, you know, Vargas being able to do everything um, with uh, CJ coming up here, uh, you know, uh, one of these days. Um, he's going to play short and, uh, you know, and we want Louie to play some second. Uh, Caesar's played everywhere, you know, in the past. So uh, I told him just get used to playing you know, all, all uh, three infield positions. So, um yeah, I want to keep these guys keep these guys going and keep them flexible. No, we'll 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 see as as uh, you know we get closer. Right now, you know he's, he's he's playing a lot better at shortstop. We made some nice plays yesterday. Turned a real nice double play yesterday. So um, you know we want, we want to keep him over there right now. Um, you know what? I don't think so because he's done it so so much that and I think he feels comfortable over at second base. You know when we shift now, he goes over. Um, when Vargas is in there, he goes over to second base and, and he feels comfortable doing that. So while it may be a while before we see Abrams up with the Major League Club, it looks like Davey has half an eye on the future, and that means that we could see Garcia get some games at second base in the near future. That's all we have for this episode of the podcast, ahead of the Nationals' three-game series with their fellow rebuilding Chicago Cubs. And then at the weekend, they face Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and the San Diego Padres in what will be a strange homecoming for Soto and Bell just over a week after they were traded away from the nation's capital. We'll be back on Monday to wrap it all up, so we'll see you then.